0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at
3: mintmobile.com.
2: Hi, I'm Jules von Hepp.
1: Hello, I'm Sarah Powell.
2: And welcome to Wobble, a podcast about happiness and body confidence.
1: Because we all wobble. On this week's episode, we have got... incredible coach for you. She's a life coach. She's called Lucy Sheridan and she is the comparison coach. So everything that Lucy bases her work around, the sort of cornerstone of what she does, is based around the idea that a lot of our insecurities, a lot of the things that trouble us come from comparison. And that could be comparison with somebody online that you don't know. It could be somebody you went to school with. It could be somebody that walks past you in the street or it could be even yourself. It could be a past self or your future self that you're comparing yourself to and you never come off well
2: my eyes were opened in a massive way during this interview i hope you enjoy lucy
1: I'm really excited to have you on because I followed Lucy on Twitter first of all. That's where I first found Back you. Back in day, yeah. And then a friend was like, "Oh, Lucy Sheridan on Instagram stories is the one." Oh. So I was like, "Why am I not following it on Instagram?" And ever since I've been following you, every time I every time I watch your stories or see your post, I get something. I learn oh. something. And honestly, that is completely That's genuine such a thing to say. and it's, yeah, it's true. Such a big compliment. Thank you. I feel I'm going to Kim K style ugly cry. Over. Here, yeah. <laughs> thank you. That's really generous.
4: Thanks, Sarah. But
1: it's absolutely true. And I think, and then we started to DM a little bit, and then we realized yeah. we had mutual friends yeah. and stuff like that. So, so we were able to meet up. And, and Now, it's engaged, just,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I mean let's go right back how how did you become the comparison coach um okay yeah
4: context is definitely necessary on this one so do appreciate I have the most niche job title in the world (laughs) um comparison ultimately has always been my thing now I look back so for example I remember being like it would be I'd be a young girl say five-ish years old when my brother was born I'd be looking and ranking myself up against this like new baby like well am I as cute as he is and how's what's the toy situation now like what's he getting versus me and from a very Young age, I had a grasp of almost like ranking. I suppose you could say, in what was seen as good and what was seen as not quite so good. And I just developed this habit of comparing myself to pretty much everything all the time. So it then advanced to things like, will I get my swimming badges in time? Do you remember when we used to stand there in our pajamas, when yes. we were like nine years yeah. old, and, and then you've
1: been down to get the brick. Oh god, yeah, exactly <laughs> the thrill of it to
4: recall <laughs> it now. That um, damn black brick. You know, there was <laughs> nothing fun about that. And exactly. <laughs> being whistled at the same time. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. But anyway, not my therapy session. Yeah, so it kind of followed me through school, through incidents like that. Then into puberty, you know, was, were I, was I developing like other people were? And oh, goodness me, you know, was I going to get a boyfriend? And then what was going to happen when I got my A-levels? And da-da-da-da-da? you're getting the theme now. I just was able to have a really good handle on what everyone else was doing pretty much all the time, really, wow. which is, you know, in a, as an attribute, being nosy, kind of cool and curious. But when I was using what I was finding out to bash myself and never feel good enough, it was exhausting. When um, comparison got particularly bad for me was in kind of like my mid to late 20s and um, a pal of mine from school invited me to go to my 10 year school reunion. And oh, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I survived it just. Oh, so um, you but, went? So I did go, so yeah. So I've
2: been invited before and I just don't go.
4: Yeah, well, you're not necessarily missing much. Um, <laughs> but I I went and um, actually what I will say is on the date had a really good time. The Prosecco was flowing, great. there was a great barbecue. You know, you went and kind of sat in your old school chair even though you were like, you know, Nine feet tall now etc and <laughs> actually had quite a good time like wandering around the school halls etc and reconnected with some um, pals that we genuinely were great mates like pre-social media you know and it was it was really lovely and nostalgic and as you would expect like most things we were spending a lot of that day with our phones out as every conversation sort of um completed or advanced we'd be following and you know adding each other on instagram and facebook and all the others and um The day itself was great and I woke up the next day, however, to being in almost this Las Vegas of comparison for me personally. My social network over that night, 24 hours, had tripled the algorithm wasn't that sophisticated back then it was just showing me everything all the time so I was looking at um, what the people that were almost my exact peer group I mean we were like to the day the same age as each other I was looking at what they were doing and some people were saying hey well, you know what my favourite place so great to be back here and they were like in the Maldives I was like you have no business being in the Maldives <laughs> multiple times in your life yeah mm. you know and um, someone saying yeah you know so sorry I had to leave the reunion early we had an interior designer coming I was like you have no business having an interior designer coming to you I was like, When I'm renting and can't even put up this, these blooming posters I've been carrying around for like nine and a half years. My God, hashtag rental life. Um, but then, Amen. Was, yeah, right, preach it. And then, um, what was going on in the background as well did exacerbate things for me. So my then boyfriend and now husband, who I loved a bit. Shout out, Alistair. Um He was. Um, we were going through a bit of a tough time because his business was really up against it. This was like 2008, nine time, maybe a little later, but it was. Re- it was like the recession when it got bad. It was like believe the hype. Hold on, guys. Mm. Yeah. And unfortunately, um, his business did close, and we lost our house and had to move in with my mum and dad. So I was having the most, as I saw it, uninstagramable time ever. I felt like I was not only, if I, at best standing still, but at worst, like going backwards in terms of what my aspirations were. And that coupled with the school reunion and what was going on on my social media feeds and me struggling at work too, I developed anxiety and my confidence was just on the floor basically. Yeah. I was crying a lot at work and I wasn't the only one in the toilets doing the same. And what you were know? you
2: doing back then? I was working
4: in the advertising industry, which isn't like saving lives or anything, but as anyone who might work in and around the creative spheres, the deadlines can be gnarly the politics can be even more gnarly and I'm not saying you don't get a badge for surviving it like I say it's not like we were saving lives or anything but it's not for the faint-hearted and Mm. my my I developed a really thick skin but um at a cost to that you know and anyway so this was almost creating the perfect storm and I suppose the only way I could describe it was that I kind of spiralled downward into this trap of comparison. It was like I just almost checked out of reality. Wow. And I would find myself, you know, three years deep in people's um, holiday pictures, or I'd be seeing um, people celebrating promotions or going to cool restaurants. And I'd never come out well from my judgment. And it was really horrible to have such Olympic standard judgment with people as well. I never want to be that girl. But for such a long time, I was in terms of the judgment and not being not being able to get behind people like I can and pride myself in doing today and a couple of years went by really and um i found myself under a duvet fully clothed on a saturday afternoon or something super aspirational like that <laughs> and my phone actually went dead this was like the first or second iphone they used to overheat quite quickly and i thought oh my god like comparison has actually got too hot for me to handle wow like, literally here i am it's daytime i'm in bed what is going on there's people outside living their lives and here i am in the state of like arrest what were you looking for do you think i Don't even know, and I've never been asked that question, and it's such a good one. But what I know that I I wasn't finding anything, (laughs) whatever it was. (laughs) Yeah, it was
2: a level of escapism.
4: Yeah, escapism, and also a really easy way for me to stay small. Because if I could stay trapped in that space, it meant that I didn't have to take risks or make decisions or get a plan or take responsibility, Mm. really. And that's what I needed to do. Mm. What was interesting, I feel, was that at that moment, my responsibility kind of kicked in. And I thought, well, if I can think and feel myself into this, could I think and feel myself out of it and I started just almost setting myself these curiosity experiments as in you know I found myself in the self-help section of waterstones I was like well maybe rather the sneering at this stuff that has sold millions of copies and saved lives maybe I should invest in a few of these and go home and so mm-hmm. I so kind of got my heavy plastic bag and, and went back and started just trying to understand myself a little bit better that then evolved to looking at online courses and I would spend every moment I could you know listening to TED Talks or trying to like just digesting anything Oprah or Elizabeth Gilbert or Michelle Obama had to say on Pinterest you know Yeah. Yeah. and um, then that kind of led to a few more advanced Google searches where I was like I wonder if I could study this more because what I was doing in working advertising agencies was I was a planner so I was like looking after research and strategy so my attribute of being curious was perfect because my job was to find out the so what and the meaning so if I could turn this on myself and treat myself like a little case study what could happen and like I say one thing led to another and I ended up um, finding a training organisation organization more as a passion project for me to be doing something at weekends and in the evenings that wasn't on my phone or you know some of the thing that actually wasn't that supportive of me and where I wanted to be because I'm still really unsure of where I was going to be honest and um, I found that I would nerd out completely, and I'd have to get a six a.m. train to to crew on like random Saturday mornings, and I could not be happier about it. Brilliant. And I re- it didn't feel like a chore, and it didn't feel like it was work or homework. It felt like homework like the good kind and from there I realized goodness if I could help people in one percent of the way this has helped me I'd love to share it more and started like a really low key under the radar blog probably under a different name actually because I was a bit embarrassed to kind of share in a vulnerable way back then but now I'm like give me any chance <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so worked in advertising i changed jobs there came a time at the company I was in and um, they were making some changes the announcement they announced those changes to the company and I just kind of felt like I'm not sure they're right for me I would can count on two hands the number of times this has happened in my life but I heard not thought a thought I heard an audible voice in my ear that said I won't let you pick the timing but I'll give you what you want (gasps) and I resigned the next day worked a three-month notice period in the meantime, set up a kind of very basic website. I thought, I'll just start this and see what happens. And I'll give it 90 days from when it starts. Um, so set up the business, started blogging a little bit on comparison, then got a little bit more confident because I was, you know, working for myself for the first time.
2: So, you know, your course that you were doing, where you were going, had you finished that course by that time
4: still or you were still on. doing
1: it? Yeah, for coach? Yeah. And the
4: business was coaching. That's right. Yeah. But I was kind of, do- when I went self-employed, I was kind of doing two things. So I was doing freelance research projects and freelance strategy projects for people and I was continuing with the training and taking on practice clients, taking on like very, very low fee clients while I was kind of developing these methods. And then after about six months, um, a journalist actually said to me, do you call yourself a comparison coach? And I just went, yeah, yeah and I didn't <laughs> but it felt it felt true yeah. you know I looked at what I was doing and so across my social media and my email signatures um, I turned it on almost and I was like I'm gonna give this 90 days and a bit like a lighthouse all I'm gonna do is stand there and talk about comparison I'm gonna blog about it if I hear about it in the pub I'm gonna contribute and I'm gonna listen I'm gonna you know reach out and ask to do talks on it and see if this takes off and if it doesn't then nothing ventured nothing gained and if it does then maybe this is this could be my thing this could be my purpose and uh, the rest is history I suppose because here I am coming up to five years later um, and it's been one heck of a ride and yet I am not bored of this topic at all I was thinking goodness me this is a niche 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 thing to get involved in but I could talk about it to anyone for hours and if I just break the taboo for one person like I go to bed happy every single day because that's the irony of it for me I think we all experience comparing in some way whether it's you know incidentally with very specific things or it's general and quite intense like it was for me so if we can break the taboo and just
2: talk about how we're feeling without interrupting each other on it I think it will help a lot because it's funny before you came on obviously I know that you're a comparison coach but Mm -hmm. we have very different views on comparison don't we Sarah because Sarah um, and I will say this very openly you do compare yourself to other people. Yeah. You, are, you can fall yeah. whereas I really do not look at other yeah. people and I never, I never have but I compare myself to past versions of myself. Got you. Um and I'm very self critical. Mm. And that's where I go down the spiral. Mm. Yeah. Whereas yours is much more physical day to day yeah it is and I think this is going to be I'm so excited to have this conversation yeah. with you because I think there's so people really struggle with comparison yeah. whether it's like material goods of what somebody has like I, mm. I find it really bizarre in my head when I listen to people being like but she's got a really nice house they've got really nice mm. shoes they've got kids they've got they, they've got this and it's like well but your life isn't about their life mm. and that's what I that's what I've yeah. never been able to understand I, I understand why I'm doing it to myself because mm. this is my you know this yeah. is the body and the vessel whatever it is that I I'm in, yeah. but what, like, I kind of want to know the tips that you would have and mm. how to spot the key mm. signs of comparison and be like, you are actually doing this and you can mm. change that pattern.
4: Love it. Because I think what is great is that you have already called on, like, the individual energy that we all have, which is absolutely brilliant. Because some people, um, will experience like you've just said there Jules about where their content. well hold on it was May when you said you were going to do this last time and you can hold yourself to a very high standard which can be you know a lot of pressure to experience whether it's coming from you or somewhere else for me comparison is like a feeling and it's triggered so for example I might compare myself to a certain person that symbolizes something that I want. Now the person will, and it, this has happened to me, my comparison trigger will change, but the avatar, ultimately the meaning and the theme of it will be the same. So for example, I'll often compare myself in business, and I'm using air Bunnies here for the benefit of the tape, um, but <laughs> success, you know, I'll compare success and what that looks like compared, and that's my one of my comparison triggers there. So I know when I'm um, in experiencing comparison or about to kind of put one foot into that trap, when I'm spending a little bit too much time looking at what the people are doing, when I should be absolutely on my in my own lane or just eating my lunch with two hands rather than one, like scrolling my mm, phone. Yeah, yeah. I find myself distracted and gathering data about that person as well. Like it's not beyond me to become a little bit obsessive. About, mm. I almost start to keep tabs on people. Yep but one of the um, things that I think is one of the big signs of comparison is that you see someone or something that is playing back to you what you want and you immediately follow that with a couple of judgments, which is either they don't deserve it or I don't deserve it because that's another thing about comparison it's not just about oh poor me I'm never going to be able to achieve that wellness goal or I'll never have that apartment it also can have a really nasty bitchy undertone which is like they don't deserve that yeah well who gave that to him why has he got that opportunity Mm. this is rubbish and all of those things I really ugly emotions so it will kind of spur that judgment in us and the biggest challenge is to hold the stare with that and then get to a really simple plain question which is so what and the the answer and the solution and the balm actually to this funky hot feelings comparison cause that's what they feel like for me it's like someone's poured an energetic hot kettle from the top of my head down my body yes a good yeah. in yeah. my gut it sits in my gut and i've had um comparison um, experience where I've actually had to push myself away from the table and walk away from what I was looking at because it's triggered something in me and it's all my stuff yeah, yeah. all the disowned parts of myself um, and that's an interesting thing and I know that is quite a a, a weird way to answer the question almost but What we see, you know, there's this great expression like if you you spot it, you've got it. So if you see someone that is kind of, you know, like say achieving the health goals or having a great style makeover, it means that you've got the potential to do that too. It doesn't mean that, oh, now you're going to have to like wear shit clothes for the rest of your life. Mm. It means there's the opportunity for you there too. But it's all too easy to get stuck in the angry, stuck feeling because it's safe there. Because if I can just click my fingers and judge that person, it means I don't have to look at my own stuff. Yes. And I don't have to process it and heal it and go back to it which is hard work or
1: can be hard work can't it and there's a lot of fear I get a lot of fear if I've identified something Mm. like for me we talk about this a lot I have spent a lot of my life hating my body like actually you know saying that in my head or even out loud like I hate my body and I'm really really trying to um, reprogram that at the moment mm. but it's hard work it's really painful actually because I've suddenly got to look down I've got to look at my body mm. I've got to you know touch the bits mm. of myself that I've always disliked mm. and go I love this and yeah. I love it and it is hard and yeah. it, there's a lot of fear around it so it's totally it's completely understandable that people would want to go I'll just hate it on them yeah. and then I won't have to deal it
3: Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you thought the
0: only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jaw abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow!
2: Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people
4: everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials
0: that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness.
2: There's someone that I know at the moment who is so negative about other people's appearances, mm. but and I believe it's because that person really is having yeah. issues with themselves. Yeah, it's but, always our own and, stuff, and I, yeah. I think a lot of people make excuses. Yeah. So, oh, I couldn't have that because of this, yeah. and I think you know what, Hansa, I am actually I could be guilty of that with people who do yoga all the time, and I'm really busy, and I'm saying, <laughs> oh, I can't do that, and I really love yoga, but for some reason it just comes in and out of my life. Yeah. But it, and I think there is that level of mm. excusism. Mm. I'm going to say that's yeah. Yeah, fine. if it's Go, not yeah. I'm going to own it, it. Yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> we're all nodding on like you yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but what advice would you have for people like me who mm. will make excuses mm.
4: I think check in on if you really want it because I think our goals dreams desires motivations they can sometimes have a shelf life on them I've outgrown a lot of goals and then beaten myself up because um, I'm like, oh no, I didn't do that. It's like, yeah, but you don't want that anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or hold on, did I inherit that from my parents? Did I inherit that from a teacher? Did I inherit that from my best mate? Cause she said it was a good idea. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that then when I was having a moment of maybe not feeling in my own lane. So I say check in on your own goals all the time and know that um, you don't have to do yoga every day, twice a day. And I know some people have that practice and bloody good on them too. But if you, you're you aiming for just a five percent increase in your yoga attendance well you know that's 100 percent progress isn't it Mm. because i think that's an interesting thing you've hit on there where has this appetite for all or nothing come from yes no because it's just really interesting to think why would we choose to why would you choose rather to not have just something some of the time it has to be all or nothing we invariably end up in a place where we're going to be judging ourselves on not um, living up to a mark. Because, and uh, this is close to my heart too, because something I've been exploring as part of my own self healing, if you'll excuse me using, dropping that phrase. <laughs> on Bring it in. Yeah, exactly. But I've been exploring that as well. As in, what are the stories I hold about myself? So, one of the stories I have, and I'm saying stories because when I look back, it's not based on facts. I can see where it came from, is that I'm a flake and that I can't follow through. I'm very clear on the criticism I have about the attitude towards myself when actually if ever I let anyone down I take responsibility and I apologize for it or I do everything in my power to avoid it but I carry this story about being a flake and not following through but actually if I look at the things I've created got off the ground and help people with like flakiness or non-commitment wouldn't even come close to that if I was describing it about someone else so it's interesting in terms of our habits and about how much whether we want what we want, and whether like using that example of like why am I not going to yoga? It's like well maybe it's because it's not a priority for you right now. Maybe you really do need out eight hours of sleep, and getting up for that five a.m. class is the worst idea you could take because you're freaking exhausted. Yeah, I've like, tried morning yeah. yoga. Yeah, it really yeah. is yeah. not for me. I'm an evening bend kind of person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's the thing too, isn't it? Like understand that about yourself instead of beating yourself up that you're not kind of um running through the streets at quarter to five in the morning. Um, and equally why don't we try and reward ourselves with these things rather than like punishing us. I've had a really great day today, I'm rewarding myself with yoga. I'm going. I've had a really great day today, so I'm going to Google that art class that I've been saying that um, I've been going to do for all this time. It, I think it's a really important we change our relationships with what we do and look at actually who we are yeah. when it comes to those things because they'll you know health is a really good example actually because what worked then won't necessarily work now because we're a constant work in progress. Our metabolisms change, our lifestyles change as well. And just because you were crossfitting like nine times a week when you were 25 doesn't mean that's going to work when you've got a baby on your hip and a business to run yeah so it's and that's where the comparison to our past selves can sometimes and mm. we can trip us up a little bit basically yeah but i think it's to try and answer that question a bit more clearly it's look at really what you want what you want to do what you want to be and yet really ask yourself but is that what i want right now because like like i say we can work towards certain things we can get on corporate ladders we can get on all sorts of ladders and be like i am scrambling up this bad boy and i don't know what's know or want what is at the top mm. so it's like take a breath because mm we can course correct on these things as well. So it's interesting because I would, I guess, you know, if I had to tick a box on LinkedIn, I'd probably say that I'm a life coach. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I, I like the word goal, but I prefer aim for point. Because if you think kind of like, you know, um, archery style, you know, if you're doing like your country, country pursuits, um, <laughs> yeah. and there's a big like circle, like straw circles, and then you've got the different yeah. colored circles in the middle. If I can get onto the circle from being like 60 feet away, that's good yeah you know yeah. It's yeah. Like, I love a smart goal you know specific measurable like, like don't get me wrong like, I love all that stuff but if in a busy life you can get much closer to what's much more aligned with you and
1: is a much happier state just do it yeah mm. it can i think we overthink things such a lot yeah we do yeah it's that thing of well it needs to look exactly like this yeah. otherwise i've failed whereas actually it's like oh no it looks like this yeah. and actually that's really working for me a yeah. phrase that i love lucy that you use a lot is stay in your lane Yeah, and it's just perfection isn't it just explain exactly what stay in your lane means to you yeah well i didn't i think i did not make that up but i definitely attached myself to it
4: but stay in your lane for Me means keep all wheels on the ground and keep looking at what's ahead of you. Yes, of course, be aware of the traffic around and what might be moving, but know where you are and where you're going because that's the thing about just. About comparison, especially via social media, it's so artful at taking our focus. Yeah. So, for example, how often have you sat down to um put some chilled-out music on, like on YouTube, for example? Like, I love to listen to spa music when I'm working, especially when I've got a lot to churn out, because it just it completely dissolves any distractions and it focuses me. But there have been those times when I've been on there and then suddenly, "Oh, there's this new makeup tutorial by <laughs> Zoelly." Like, oh well, I could just bosh that in eight minutes. I mean, you know, this quote will write itself, or you know, I'll write that article later and then you find yourself five hours deep, and your eyes are stinging because you've been completely transfixed mm. on the perfect eyelash curl, etc.
3: That's a big part Story of like, yeah, no. like <laughs> I was going to say,
4: <laughs> <All> right? Um, <laughs> that is <It's> worth. <laughs> yeah, <doing>. yeah,
2: that's day to day, run of the mill, yeah, really. Totally,
4: but you're supposed to be doing that though. <laughs> but stay in your lane. For me, means create the conditions so that you can be really focused on what you're doing and do what you've got to do. And that can also mean, like, have fun as well. It doesn't mean about having to... be like super 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 disciplined it's just be more in your own life spending more time on yourself than looking and peering at the people's there's another great expression which is don't let your plate get cold looking at someone else's food yeah and i think with this awkward Mm. toddler phase of social media that we find ourselves in now there's a lot of that going on um and i'm sure that there are people way more intelligent than i like at harvard planning or already completing surveys about what is happening with our behavior with our relationships with our relationships with ourselves because of the input of social media now because let's not forget there's no guidebook we've been given all this technology and all this stuff and now we're fumbling our way through and we're designing the etiquette as we go along as well and that's a lot to take on so if we're ever feeling overwhelmed like you're not making it up you're not weak you don't need to get over it this is like if you feel it it's real yeah and um, it doesn't help by, you know, some of like maybe our parents or less sympathetic people who kind of gave us the technology, by the way, and won the awards for it. And now, like, oh, you guys, will you get off your phones? I'm like, mum, are you going to burn that on your iPad at the stove while you're slagging me off, by the way? Yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, take it mums, off, Mary. Honestly,
4: yeah.
1: <laughs> mum's on iPads. Honestly, just watch sitting with the, gl- looking over the top of the glasses, scrolling, just the oh, fingers Sheila scrolling. A scroller, totally. And um, what do do you do when the jealousy creeps in so you've got Mm. somebody and you're really happy for them and they've got something wonderful but at the same time it's really triggering Mm. for you what do you do in that moment
4: um well the first thing which might seem really 101 is breathe because the feeling will feel very physical like so for me like it feels like hot water and then it bowls in my stomach yeah so then it kind of swills around and a bit like, um, you know, there's that thing, like, if you put the wrong petrol in the car, they say, don't turn the engine on. Yeah. But if you do, you've got to let it run all the way through. So as uncomfortable this is, as this is, any muscle, work it with practice, it gets easier and better, is that when you do feel the jealousy come in, really big, deep belly breaths. And you will feel the feeling start to dissipate but let it run through your system don't push it down because otherwise you'll have another triggering experience it will build up and build up so the first thing to do is big big buddha belly breaths and you know even for a couple of minutes if you have to try and sit quietly put your phone down just put your feet on the ground ground down rub your hands together as well i found i find it's very grounding for me because when i'm when i'm in comparison i'm actually flying up around myself almost yeah you're not it's a little bit out of body yeah. i can i can pop out of myself basically i can feel it look i can be down on myself and then from there and this is gonna you're this is counterintuitive you're not going to want to do this send that person love Send that person to love. And I imagine, do you remember, like, well, I'm going to age myself here because I'm 35 <laughs> next birthday. But do you remember Care Bears? That's yes. That, um, Very famous. Yes, yes, exactly. That's a whole nother app. You know, they used to do that thing where they put their chests out and they blast their power. Yeah. With yeah. love out their chest. Imagine yourself like a Care Bear doing it and almost send this sonic boom of boom, love to that person. Knowing that in return, you're going to get something good back. Yeah. Because you might still feel like a slight hangover of, oh, it's quite annoying, but it won't be the same intensity, you, the recovery time from it will collapse, yep. because it'll be in and out for you then. And then what you'll find is they'll they'll become few and far between, or when they do keep coming back and revisiting, do the same thing again, do the same thing again, and then and then, I know it sounds meditative, and it's because it is, because we get our best answers from inside. I will sit, if you can, and this might mean going to the disabled at work if you're at work or if you're at home, sit quiet on your favourite chair, no sound at all, put your two fingers on your pulse and put your other hand on your heart and just breathe and listen and count your pulse and then ask the question in your head, what is this trying to teach me? And you'll always get an answer and trust the first one that comes because your brain will try and override the system which is well you definitely should have done a different uh, degree because <laughs> yeah. then you would have been, you could thought you know you could be doing the same thing as martin at veterinary school or whatever the hell it is yeah, the answer yeah, yeah. is in question yeah. but you'll get the that will be your intuition that's your higher self which is coming through with the answer and it never lies so don't try and intellectualize what it might be it might the answer might come in the form of a visual symbol it might be a smell it might be you walk out and someone you know some cool kid on the back of the bus is playing Radio on their phone and the lyrics of the song sound like they're a poem written to you trust it trust all of that stuff yeah because that is yours, that's your insight, that's your message, no one can ever take that away from you. And it comes from inside you as well. And our our souls, our insides, that higher self, it never lies. It no. Always, always wants to be heard. It always has to wait patiently because it has things like other people's opinions, our self-belief, society, speaking over it. And yeah. Fear as well, Like our fear speaks first, it speaks loudest but that quiet voice is always the one that knows. Yeah. So although what I've kind of shared there isn't super practical and go and do this, this is the one that really, really works. If you really, really want to cure and dissolve your comparison, that practice will do
1: it. We always ask everyone who comes on Wobble, if you do Wobble, Lucy, what makes you Wobble? I would say sometimes if
4: I see um, exes doing really, really well, or being really happy. Yeah. I'm yeah. not immune to feeling like, oh, that's definitely wobbling me the wrong way. Um, and similarly too, if there are if I am in a comparison um trap at a time, if I see the person that is triggering all my stuff celebrating as uh, the, even though it's ugly parts of my personality, I love that part of myself too and I just
1: acknowledge there's a wobble that goes with that as well yeah because we have to don't we And I know that's really been key to a lot of your work as well loving Mm. that part of yourself that's really ugly or that does do that comparison or who does fall into those traps because it's so easy to go I hate that part of myself or why do I do that Mm. yeah exactly and yet none of us are none of us are
4: all the good attributes all the time and it's, I know it sounds so cheesy, forgive me, I can't remember the reference for it but I was at um, a workshop and someone said, you know, we are all the colours of the rainbow so we're that kind of really beautiful aquamarine but we're also that really dirty brown and no one gets to skip the work on that so, no one is born with some things and not other things. It's just a matter of like where the temp, you know, how much they're amped up. Yeah. And yeah, recognizing those parts of myself, like I can be a bit jealous and I'm a great friend and love those parts equally. Or, um, you know, I can be judgmental but, you know, call me at 2am in the morning I'll ask, and I'll fly you home from somewhere. I love those parts of myself equally because I don't think you can really half-ass self-love. I think you've got to two-cheek it. Yes. Because that's where the difference really comes oh God, through. i love that turn of yeah. phrase. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to got two-cheek. You've got yeah, it. you Full-ass. Yeah, yeah, you've really got to. It because does. Because you can't pick and choose your emotions. No. Because it will show up, or, or those parts of yourself, because it will show up in all of your, or, your relationships Until you get
1: it. Yeah. So just kind of like expect
4: it you know like I expect that I'll be triggered now so then it's
1: not then it's just not a judgement point for me yeah we do wait for this magical place where we're healed I yeah. would have any of those yeah, yeah. dirty brown sort yeah, of yeah. you know parts of our personality like yeah. like, oh I don't get triggered by anything anymore yeah. as if do you know yeah. what I mean as if this
3: magical
1: place is ever going to be yeah. real. I'd be like what's that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. dear
4: diary today I met someone that was never triggered
1: yeah by anything ever they didn't yeah. have any dark spots yeah. whatsoever And
4: if people say they're not, they're lying. Yeah. And I will go head to head with anyone on that because... To ignore those parts of ourselves, this is to not accept yourself as a human being. And if you don't accept them in yourself, you expect you won't accept them in others. But you'll expect to be accepted. Yeah. And that's the that's a big rub. Yeah. Is that if I can accept all my flaws, it means I accept all of my husband's as well. And like, ex- and I expect the same in yes, them. yes. And that's where like at the time of recording that relationship <laughs> is rock
1: solid. <laughs> Great. Good. Oh, if people my want current to- partner. <laughs> <was just> like- <laughs> If people want to find you, Lucy, where yeah. can they go? Where can the, where can we
4: find I you? I think the best place is the gram. So yes. at Lucy Sheridan. I've also got a YouTube channel which is Lucy Sheridan. And I've got new videos that go up every Sunday and Wednesday. So if you want to have a binge in your pajamas um or alternative um, outfits, then that's definitely the place to find me. Yeah. Um and if you want to chat and slide into my DMs. Come on in. <laughs>
1: oh my god, Lucy, thank you so much thank for being on you. Wobble. I'm so
4: delighted. It's been wobbly brilliant. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know, it's so interesting uh, being sat doing this outro a week after we did the interview with Lucy. Yeah. Um, I, on that day, was having a massive wobble myself. Something that really hit home in Lucy's interview was... The fact that she said manifest, start manifesting, start believing in yourself. And there's a few things that are cropping behind the surface for me at the moment, like where I'm living, what I'm doing with my life and personal life and neglecting certain sides of my life. And this is such an incredible thing about Wobble is that we are on this journey with you and the people that we are meeting, the people that we are chatting to are not only affecting your lives, but they're massively affecting ours at the same time. And Lucy was one of those people that I have not stopped thinking about. And she has knocked my life onto a different track. Wow. And I feel really, I've spent the last seven days completely empowered by what she said to me. And I feel really energized. And I hope that if you're listening to this, really, if you make, like, I know that a lot of people actually listen to Wobble two or three times. Yeah. And do it, listen again, make notes, make notes vision boards that's what i've started doing yes. vision boards manifesting bring it on world Do you know
1: what it's amazing because i've been quite similar i've been doing affirmations which i've never done before so saying things out loud yes. over and over again that is powerful so yes that's wonderful that's awesome yeah. what an awesome week um we absolutely adore you for listening um to wobble Um subscribe rate as well because it helps other people to find us which is always very nice and
2: don't be afraid to share it we love seeing you share it on instagram but also wobble is really connecting and it's it's totally okay to not feel okay and if you need some help you need some guidance and maybe a friend of yours needs guidance yeah bring them in let's be let's all wobble together totally
1: and also what you said about listening to episodes over and over again it's amazing how different things jump out to you at different times so just yeah just bear that in mind but thank you so much for listening
2: this is in association with a self-telling brand that I have co-founded called Isle of Paradise, a brand that is aimed on making you look and feel great.
1: And we will see you next time for another brilliant guest on Wobble.
0: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.